hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Apple School podcast, where the goal of this show is to help you improve your listening skills in English by listening, of course, to us. Today, we're going to talk about a really interesting subject, which is close to everyone's hearts, and that is money. My name is Benjamin, and today we have a new participant on our podcast, and that is <laughs> what is your name? My name is Olga. So welcome, Olga. Thank and we you. have two other participants who are frequent participators <laughs> on our podcast, and we have Katya and Fadia. All right, guys. So money, money, money. So. Before we talk about it, why do you think money is like a taboo subject? Why do so many people feel uncomfortable discussing money? Well, some people might see it as a very personal topic. You know, it, I wouldn't say it's a taboo like everywhere. I think it's just because some people have some sort of like you know a mindset. They're like, no, it's impolite to talk about money or something. Which is actually a trick, you know, on social media. Whenever bloggers want to have more interaction, you know, with the audience, they use one of the two subjects that always get, you know, some sort of debatable yep. feedback or comments, which is money and sex. Always get a lot of comments. So people just like feel uncomfortable. Well, we're brought up not talking about money, so we're we know that we're not supposed to. That politics and sex. Yeah, and religion too. Religion, yeah. right? Yeah. Quite often, so the, yeah, the the big four. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's say if a I don't know a teenager came up to you and said, "How much money do you make?" What would you say to that teenager? Well, like it depends. Um, I mean, why? Yeah. Why, why does he want to? Well, I don't know. know. It's happened to me before. Right. Like oh. in in England, I remember someone came up to me and said, "Oh, how much do you make?" Just like a stranger. <laughs> yeah. You mean? Uh, no, 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 no. Just like a friend of a friend, oh, and okay. and, um, and I said. Oh yeah, I make. I I just told him how much I made. I didn't really feel bad about telling him how much I made. Of oh, this profession, you can make this amount of money, and other professions, you can make another amount of money. And w- would you feel uncomfortable discussing your salary or how much you make with someone? Well, you know, it depends. Actually, like I had a conversation with my friend once, and we work in kind of the same field. And yeah. when I found out that she actually makes much more money than I, I was kind of like, you know, I felt like I'm, I don't know, worthless or yeah. something like that. So, Aww. but yeah, but yeah, you start comparing yourself, right? Yeah. But then I was all like, but maybe I can use it as my inspiration, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's what I actually did. Like, a, yeah, a way to become more ambitious. <laughs> right, like right. A, a wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> but you just don't want to make another person uncomfortable. Like if you know that you uh, earn way more yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Western society, of course, we have a more capitalistic society. So well, I believe that we, actually this is so wrong. Well, I know that now in the corporate world, they actually fight for transparency. Mm-hmm. It's very often it's the case that, for example, some people on the same very position with the same every, you know, set of responsibilities, they make less. Why is that? Right. So and I know that in some companies, it's actually forbidden to discuss your salary. Which kind of you know makes you wonder why? Yeah, in a contract, yeah, in a contract, it could be illegal. Well, in the United States, um, it's a known practice to pay men higher than women anyway. And I was just on the internet the other day, and I looked up yoga instructor. Not that I want to be one or anything, um, but it showed that something like ninety um, percent of yoga instructors are women, and ten percent are men. 
will show that that 10% made more money than the women. Oh. Mm-hmm. But is that, um, well, because yo- being a yoga instructor is like a freelance job usually. No, that's, that's, that's just, well, an, not free- that's just an example. Not- <laughs> no, yeah. I'm talking about corporate world, any yeah. world. Uh, it, it is a known fact, statistics show that men are paid higher. But it's 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 illegal though to pay someone in the same role like different. Well, in all, America at least, it all comes yeah. down to you know this gender stereotypes and everything, which yeah. I think calls for a whole episode on this topic, <laughs> which I hope to discuss okay. one day. But yeah. yeah, but yeah. But speaking about you know whether you would tell somebody how much you make or not, so I usually give some sort of a you know, I don't know, like a spectrum. Like mm-hmm. on a good month, I can make that much. On a bad month, that much. So we depend on how many classes we have, you know. So, but my sister, for example, she has a very good position in a good company. Um, you know, she's a banker, so quite mm-hmm. a good salary. And she doesn't want people to know, so she usually says, "I've signed an NDA, so I'm legally not allowed oh, to NDA, say." Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. want to do you want to describe what an NDA is? Sure. So yeah. NDA stands for non-disclosure agreement, which means that you are legally not allowed to. St- to say certain things to people outside of your company or yeah. even inside your company. Yeah. So some sort of confidential information. I would say it's quite a shady practice to, to sign NDAs. NDA, well, shady means that it's not something that is, um, I would say, maybe not legal, but something that is not... Hmm, con- not on the up and up. So it's something hidden. Something hidden. Yeah, yeah shady, because we have the, the noun or the adjective... So the noun shade, which is like tin in Russian. Um, so yes, it could be a shady practice. Would you work for a company that had an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement? I mean, for some companies, it's a must. I mean, I worked for a very short time for a company where I was translating, you know, the meetings and everything. Yep. And this company is a factory that produces detonators and explosives. You wouldn't want this information oh, okay. to be leaked. That, that's right. Yeah, I guess that's... a. So I think that depends what the company's dealing with. When I was teaching ballet, we were not supposed to discuss our salary with any other teachers because we all were paid differently depending on our experience. Mm. And so there was uh, a guy teacher who actually looked into my paycheck because the paychecks were put into our... And he saw that I was paid more. And so he was very upset. And then he... But he got in trouble. Um, so we're not, we weren't supposed to t- discuss. What did he get in trouble for, for looking at your pay stubs? Yes, for looking at my pay stubs and complaining about it. By the way, pay also- stubs, um, need to need to just mention for our audience, in America you receive pay stubs. I don't think you receive pay stubs in Russia, do you? Do you know what a pay stub is? Well, it's some kind of receipt, right? You're it's like to- a receipt. You get every, you get your monthly salary and... Used to be the practice. Now, I'm not so sure. Like in, you can ask for it. Because I filed my taxes in America in 2020 and I had to collect my pay stubs. So I believe they still do it in America. But Russia is not a practice. Oh, it depends on what kind of taxes that you um, apply for or you yeah. put in. It was just, that I just, you don't need your... Oh, I see. Okay, so we call that like a, like a 1099. Is that what you're talking about? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's it's, a tax form. I have yeah. flashbacks right now. <laughs> 1099, 1042, yeah, yeah, yeah. W2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> well, we, we can talk a lot about taxes a bit later. But let's let's talk about the basics of money. So in your day-to-day life, what are your regular day-to-day expenses? Food. Absolutely. Food. Grocery, it's yeah. so <laughs> expensive nowadays. Yeah. 
I have I have a question, very quick yeah. question before we move on. Do you guys keep track of your expenses? Right. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I like to. Mm-hmm. I like to. Yeah, I definitely keep as much. More, I like to keep a close eye on my expenses. I really don't like it when I'm. <laughs> yeah, when I'm not in a position where I'm financially unstable, I need to have money mm-hmm. saved, or else mm-hmm. I get nervous. Aria, what about you? Oh yeah, I, I always know what I've got. Yeah. Fair enough. And how do you monitor your? Well, I have an you, app. Same here. So I just put everything in an app. I used to have like, you know, paper, like do it in a paper way. That's you know, what in I a do, notebook. yeah, it's paper. But God, sometimes I just forget, you know, what I got and everything. But with an app, phone is always in your hand, basically these days, let's admit it. So it's very easy, you know, just five seconds to open up an app, put everything in. Yeah. You're done. Well, yeah. you know, actually, it's like some band caps actually do that for you. So I found them not very accurate at times, uh, you know, because yeah. let's say if somebody transfers your money and then you immediately kind of transfers it, you know, to somebody right. else, they count it as income mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. spending. So you're like, that was none of those things. Mm-hmm. Well, you can actually edit it. So yeah, maybe just give it so a yeah, try. So yeah, I just found it more convenient to yeah. use an app. So Oli, tell me, how much do you spend on food every week? Do you know? We got oh. into numbers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't count it as, uh, you know, every yeah. week, but I think it's about like, I don't know, 10,000 rubles yeah. every month. Yeah, yeah, so that's somewhere. about the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like most people actually spend like... And would you say in Novosibirsk, the price of food is is um, quite reasonable? Or would you say it's quite expensive here for Russia? Not for Russia, but, you know... It's quite expensive nowadays, I think. Oh, you're, you're originally from Novosibirsk. Right, from yeah, exactly. Siberia. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, so, yeah. But what about Yakutsk? Is oh, God. Food prices, oh, God. I guess it's quite high there, isn't it? Much mm-hmm. higher, much higher. And the thing is that you can't even get most of the things you can get here. So let's say, let's talk about a yogurt. So, you know, that simple yogurt, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like a Danone or something. Mm-hmm. Over here, it's like, what, 50 rubles right now? In Yakutsk, it's 130. So a loaf no of bread... Like 70, mm-hmm. 80. So everything like that. And with milk, you can't get the milk that, you know, you know the milk that lasts like three, four days or something because mm-hmm. it's so fresh. Over there, it's only like pre-frozen milk or something like oh, that. Oh, in the plastic bags? Uh, yeah, usually. Plastic packets, sorry. Yeah, the plastic packets. It's more like packets, yeah. yeah. Or cartons. And they last for months. Yeah. Like really for months. But it's really expensive over there. Yeah. Some people believe and have this misconception the fish there is cheaper. Well, not anymore. Now, well, why not? Because the prices, you know, have just skyrocketed. So now it's just about the same. Oh, so same it's just level. the market has yeah yep. made the prices higher. But what I've noticed having lived in America, having lived in the UK and having yeah lived here, I'm not going to lie, the food here is great. It's, it's pretty affordable and it's, it's reasonable. It's good quality. Um, what do you feel about food prices in in America? Do you think they're too high? Yeah, they're probably really high now. When I was there, I would spend about $100 a month, and that included my cats. No, 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 not $100 a week. And that yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, I thought $100 a month. No, no, no. That's a, that's a, and of course, yeah, I don't know what it would be like here. But I found a way to save money on grocery over there because there are a lot of companies that would deliver you, you know, for example, if you go to a supermarket in the US, everything is just so perfect. You look at fruits, they're all mm. perfectly shaped. But there are companies who try to save, you know, reduce food waste, save these ugly shaped veggies and fruit, and they sell them for a reduced price. 
So you can get a whole box of fruit and veggies for like 25 bucks. Saving money. And then there is also a company... There are actually a lot of companies like that nowadays, like in Europe as well, like HelloFresh and something like oh, that. Oh, which deliver food directly to yeah, the door. Yeah, they deliver ingredients and recipe cards. So an, the thing is that they very often have some sort of like discount codes and everything. So when I remember I got a box with ingredients, you know, with the recipe cards and everything. It was three meals, each for two people. Um, but I actually ate them like four times. It was actually like four portions mm-hmm. for 22 bucks. And it involved, you know, included beef, chicken, shrimp, and fish. So 22 bucks. That's really good. I wouldn't be able to buy like, you know, beef on that money. So yeah, yeah, they have amazing deals very often. So yeah. Well, how how much is a, do you you eat a lot of bread in Novosibirsk? How much is a loaf of bread in Novosibirsk? So again, it depends like where you buy, what kind of quality. Let's just say, I don't know, Maria Ra. Um... I guess like about 30, 40 rubles. 30, 40 rubles. Yeah. By the way, Maria Ra is it's only here in Novosibirsk in Barnaul, I believe. It's not in right, Moscow. Right. But, mm-hmm. Okay, so about 30, 40 rubles for a loaf of bread. In America, I was in Vegas kind of recently, um, about two years ago. Loaf of bread, not amazing bread, is $4. And that's in just a normal supermarket. The thing is that, yeah, over there, you either can buy, you know, for like two bucks, but it's artificial bread you know like they can you yeah. can leave it you know in a really for like months mm-hmm. nothing's gonna happen but the ones that's like real bread the artist artisan bread or yeah artisan bread yeah so it's about like yeah four or five bucks in places like whole foods and everything oh whole foods is probably more than four or five dollars i wouldn't be surprised if it were eight dollars for a loaf of bread there i wouldn't be surprised london Good thing about the UK is food is actually reasonably priced. It's not too expensive. Like a loaf of nice bread will cost one pound. Like nice bread, artisanal bread. And normal bread will be about 80p or something. Um, yeah, I love America, but sorry, it's just it's too expensive, <laughs> the, the food there. Um, so are there any expenses that you consider to be useless? Any expenses that you would not... Like um, in the olden days when we would pay for cable TV, I guess you still, I don't know what you do now. Yeah. I, there was a time where I was um, getting Netflix in the States yeah. and I love that. That was worth it. And then mm-hmm. I went through everything and there was no more to watch. And so that was <laughs> completely worthless. But I wouldn't pay for cable TV or Netflix or anything yeah. like that now. And cable TV, what was it? Like $20 a month? I don't know. Usually it would be like um, you could bulk it with your internet and everything. It'd be a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. yeah, a month. Yeah. Every Russian listening to this now is crying. <laughs> a couple hundred dollars, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, another expense I've, I'd feel is kind of useless is coffee. I mean, I love coffee. Right. I know you're probably gonna, say you might thing. get angry at me. Oh, <laughs> but coffee can really add up over over the years it's really it can get expensive. not even over the years so the thing is that so we're a family of two people two yeah. foodies on yeah. top of that so we love food we love cooking we yeah. love you know going to restaurants and everything and every month when i see you know how much we spend on food coffee eating out and everything i'm like jesus we, re- we really need to cut down on all that because <laughs> per month it can be as much as like seven thousand on coffee only like solely on coffee <laughs> seven thousand rubles a month on coffee oh god <laughs> yeah don't come after me when i said that like please yeah. but 
So are, are you a coffee drinker? Do you like to go to coffee shops? No, really, you know, I prefer tea. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Very English of you. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but do you go to, or do you buy artisanal teas, special teas, or no, just normal? No, no, just black and green. That's it. Oh, that's good. All right. So you're not going to waste too much money on. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, you know, not to waste too much time yeah. on food, as you can see, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because I used to work in a hotel in London, and I used to have to wake up really early in the morning. And luckily, the hotel had a great coffee shop which served really high quality coffee with these Italian guys working there. And it was great. Did you have to pay for it being yes. a worker? Aww. Yes, we had a discount, but we still had to pay for it. And I would have, I don't know, a couple of cups of coffee every day. So that was about, I don't know, three, four pounds a day, maybe mm. three pounds a day. So three That's times... That's reasonable. I mean, three pounds a day. Yeah, but what, three times five is 15 15 times 4 gives 60. us 60. Math. So that's 60 pounds a month. That's quite a lot of Fair money. Enough. It adds up. And then 60 pounds times um, 10 is 600 times 2 is 120. So that's 720 pounds a year on coffee. Well, okay, minus, let's minus one month because you have like a bit of holiday. Okay, so 660 pounds a year on coffee. You can go on a nice holiday for that. <laughs> On a holiday, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's so yeah, true. Coffee adds up. Uh, what about utility bills here in Russia? How much do you pay for um, Wi-Fi every month? Like a thousand, thousand yeah. and a half maybe. And do you have high-speed Wi-Fi? Very. Good. Well, when you work online, yeah. it's kind of a must. Yeah, I have high-speed as well. Yeah, I pay about, I think it's 800, something like that. Rostilcom, not advertising. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, about 800 rubles a month. It's so reasonable. Um, how much did you pay in the States for... for yeah, remember? again, that was bulked with the telephone and everything else, but it was a couple hundred a month. Yeah, it's, it's heavy, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. That's like the like, high speed or just the oh, normal? Well, th there were some areas that we couldn't get high speed. Yeah. So all the fiber optics weren't laid. Yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember in Vegas, I paid $60 a month on on mm -hmm. the cheapest Wi-Fi package. And yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember speaking about utilities and phone bills, for example, when I came back and I needed a new SIM card. So I went to an MTS office and I'm like, I need a SIM card with that much internet, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, they're rather expensive right now, like 400 rubles. And just, you know, a month before that, I, well, I had to pay... $40 for three gigs of internet per month in mm. Massachusetts. I'm like, honey. <laughs> three gigs, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was horrible. Outrageous. Yeah, and I'm like, 400 rubles, bring it in. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is one thing that Russia really excels in is, is the price of utility bills. And uh, what, like your mobile, what mobile phone carrier do you use, Olya? Well, I have Tele. Dva. Yeah, tele dva, <laughs> yes. yeah, tele How much is that a month usually? It, it's not that expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been their customer for about, I don't know, like more than 10 years, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. I have some kind of um, discounts. Yeah. So it costs like 250 That's amazing. Yeah. That is <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. Right. Can you imagine that? Yeah, anywhere else in the world. So Russia's the biggest country in the world, 
so much, <laughs> so much coverage is needed, but 250 rubles a month, that is, yeah, absolutely amazing. But I'm a loyal customer. A so loyal yeah. customer, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> 10 years, yeah. Right. I'm with Megaphon, so I pay, what, 385 rubles a month. I get about, I think, 15 gigabytes, something like it's that. It's reasonable. Which is reasonable. It's actually still right. really cheap. None mm-hmm. of, yeah. And I've only been here for just under two years. So, yeah, definitely prefer Russia for utility bills. England, we have to pay another utility bill, heating. Oh, mm-hmm. God, so expensive and Recently, it's become even more expensive, of course. Yeah, people are really afraid they won't be able to afford heating this year. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to have to, like, make a fire in their living room <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, um, so in England, an average utility bill um, for, like, a one-bedroom flat, at least when I was living in London, was about, in the winter, about 60, 70 pounds a month. Maybe a bit cheaper, but 60, 70 pounds a month. What is it in Russia? That's a good question. I, I don't even know. Because the thing is that for, for heating, you don't really pay much for heating because it's a set price. Yeah. We have central heating. God bless central heating, really. Yeah. So I think it's like a couple of hundred maybe per month. That's mm-hmm. it. So I know that for electricity, gas, and water, we pay around a thousand, well, 1,600 per month. Mm-hmm. So something like that for a one bedroom, one living room apartment. So 1,500 rubles a yep. month. That's amazing. Yeah. Anywhere else that's just not not possible at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, so we can talk about utility bills on and on and on. But let's let's move on to something else. So do you prefer to pay with cash or do you prefer to pay with cards? Cards all the way. Cards all the way, yeah. I mean, I think we are really becoming some sort of a cashless society in a way. Because on the one hand, with cash, you can kind of keep track, you know, of your expenses in a way. Because, I mean, if you have several, you know, let's say a dozen banknotes in your Mm -hmm. wallet, you can kind of see them disappearing when you spend money. With cards, yes, it's trickier because you don't see, it's just numbers on the screen. But at least it's easier to keep track. I mean, through different apps and everything. You can get cash back. Mm Mm-hmm. And what would be the positives and the negatives of a cashless society? No, the convenience, yeah. The convenience. Of not having any cash in society. Right, the convenience of just carding everything. So I believe... um, I mean, remember 2020? mm Mm-hmm. When the pandemic started, people and a lot of companies actually had the notice, like, we do not accept cash because cash in general is one of the biggest germ carriers, you know, in the world. So they have more germs than a seat of a toilet, yeah. public toilet. And I believe the US dollar, or maybe it's the, the pound, contains like traces of cocaine as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. you could... I, had, I, had a, I was used, telling a student yeah. how dirty American money was. I was showing him some American money. Yeah. Said, it really stinks. And then he said, well, what do rubles smell like? It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> All money smells is like. To, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I do love the smell of a US dollar. A freshly printed. <laughs> a freshly oh, printed no. one. Maybe. I love the way it looks. And I go, yes. oh my God, there's a $20 bill. And I love $20 bills. Yeah. You know when they're like, like crispy. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, American money looks like real money. Yeah. It's it, real it, money. Is, it is real money. <laughs> 
yeah, other countries, it just looks like a joke. Like, I'm sorry, Canada, but... Plastic money? Is that, Canada yes. uses plastic I money, believe, right? I'm not too sure about... Maybe it does. Well, England started... The UK started using no. plastic banknotes. No. It's a shame. It's horrible. Horrible, horrible, It feels horrible. so strange. Horrible. And, yeah, it doesn't look like real money. It kind of feels like Monopoly money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so the Canadian banknotes, I love them, but it's not... Like real money it's they have hockey players and of course they do and other fun <laughs> icons on them and but yeah american money's real money euros do you think of euros as being real money well it'd be again it'd be convenient because if you're uh, traveling around europe you you can use the euro and not have to worry about it is very convenient yes you can use it from ireland to to other eu states but some eu states do not retain the euro or do not have the euro they retain their own currencies for instance poland poland yeah um serbia serbia is not eu actually oh it's not yeah it's not sweden sweden has the krona oh the kronas yeah the kronas i believe czech republic or czechia whatever you want to. no they have they have euros right now oh they do they just moved i think so okay well they had um karuna yeah so a lot of states um retain their currency well i believe denmark as well um but yeah but euros can be very useful because you can use them from ireland to spain to but it just doesn't look like real money to me just one more argument actually for having a cashless society with a card you can pay anywhere you don't need to worry about the currency rate mm-hmm. you know and like where to exchange money but now on, on second thought, actually, I know that there are like official exchange rates and there are the illegal exchange rates, which mm-hmm. is which can be a huge difference. For example, now in Argentina, like that's a huge difference between the official one and the non-official one. Hmm, okay. Also, so you said Argentina. How, do you have experience with people in Argentina? Well, I follow a lot of profiles of people who live in Argentina because I'm thinking about going there myself. Oh, cool. And I know that, for example, if you exchange, well... At the moment, the currency rate, you know, the exchange rate between rubles and peso is for officially for each ruble, you can get 1.7 peso. The non-official course is three to one. Oh, you mean the exchange rate? Yeah, the non-official exchange rate. So for one ruble, you can get three pesos, which is almost twice as much compared to the official course, uh, the rate. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. Well, what's, what is your favorite currency in the world? That's a weird question. I don't have much experience with currencies. Same. Oh, I collected uh, coins from, from my travels and I made a beautiful bracelet. I took it into a jeweler. Oh, cool. And so I have, um, I had it somewhere, um, a beautiful coin bracelet, different currencies. Aww. It's really pretty. Nice. Wait, I'm pretty sure you have a favorite currency. I'm going to have to say the ruble. The ruble looks so cool. should have seen that coming. Yeah, come on. Like, I I love Russia. It's colorful. Look, there's a yellow one. Look at this. You don't have that plastic stuff. (laughs) But one thing I'm really sad about is the disappearance of the 10 ruble banknote. And, you know, the city of Krasnoyarsk, they have a statue dedicated to the disappearance of the 10 ruble oh, banknotes. Seriously? Because on the 10 ruble banknote was a, a picture of a landmark in Krasnoyarsk. Several actually of yeah. them. The bridge and the little chapel. Exactly. And then sadly, they had to get rid of it. Yeah, it's all about history. That's what why American money is so beautiful. It really about, is, yeah. yeah. 
And what I love about American Body too is the coins and how the the quarters, the twenty five cents coins, you can collect them and they have. Oh, I actually do. Yeah, I have. You know those like. Um, well, folders or something, yeah, yeah. the book yeah. where you can put those uh, state quarters. I'm only missing three and none of them are states, actually. It's Samoa and some two yeah. two more American territories, but I've collected them all. Yeah, no, I, I, I did that as well. I didn't have the book, but I, I loved collecting them as well. And because um, I, I used to work in a hotel in Vegas and obviously we had access to coins. So I used to trade the, the special Aww. coins for like the boring coins. And But they're so confusing. The coins in the US. Why is it that the quarter is one of the biggest one? Okay, reasonable. But then a dime, 10 cent coin is smaller than a five cent coin. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second. So at the beginning, I was like, wait a second, which one is that? It is, is strange that? Uh-huh. that. Yeah, it is strange. Yeah. But, but the ruble, I believe the 10 ruble coin has a special, can have limited editions. Yeah. Yeah. But at least on rubles, you see the numbers on the coins. In the US, there are no numbers. Oh, yeah, it's confusing, isn't it? There are it? only words, and then you see a word dime, and you're like, what the hell is dime? <laughs> I have no idea. I had to ask, actually, when I first moved there. Like, yeah. um, what is a dime? It's 10. Yeah. So I believe on our website, we have an interesting article that... Two, Written think, by Benjamin. Think, <laughs> <laughs> on the Big Apple School website, so check that out if you're interested. And there we talk about... the different denominations of currency so yeah definitely check that out um moving on so bitcoin would you ever touch bitcoin you can't really oh that's a tricky one yeah because you can't touch a bitcoin yeah <laughs> physically you, you can't thought touch you got it, us yeah. huh <laughs> <laughs> but would you ever have you had any experience with bitcoin to be honest now, like I've heard like so many times that yeah. people like, you know, that the whole thing is just like um, being so on top. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not quite sure. Like I have no knowledge in this field. And yeah. if I'm not sure, so I'd rather like, you know, yeah. just it's, stay it's out of it. It's good to stay away from right, it. Yeah, right. it's, it's a dangerous game. I right. don't really know much about it. But I've <laughs> recently bought some bit. Well, I recently bought some Bitcoin so I can exchange my dollars to rubles because obviously now it's a bit difficult to do so. And I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared doing this transaction because I had to buy Bitcoin and then so I had to. So what did I do? I bought Bitcoin on an app on my phone. Then I had to. I had to move the Bitcoin to a wallet on a website. And then on the website, I had to buy um, rubles via a Russian Bitcoin trader. And I was so, so scared doing this because I just didn't know if I could trust this website. Well, you know and that since the, since we live in the time of scams and frauds, mm-hmm. yeah. like all of the big transactions are always yeah. scary. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, tra- I don't know, it wasn't... It was like $200. It wasn't the biggest amount of money, but it's, it's enough to worry about. And I was so scared. I was waiting for 30 minutes. I held my breath (laughs) thinking, oh God, have I just been scammed by, I feel like such an idiot. And then I received a text message on my phone saying, bing, bing, bank account. (laughs) Here's the dinghy. Here's the money. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, Bitcoin's a scary thing to to get involved with. Um, But yeah, I I don't really know much about it. I don't know much about the technology of it. Um, but it's now the national currency of El Salvador, I believe. 
So have you, has anyone because heard about it? it's too dangerous this? to carry any sort of cash in El Salvador? Well, maybe because the currency, the, the original currency was so volatile. Huh. And I think it went up and down. And I know they, that a lot of people in Argentina use cryptocurrency at the moment, just again, because they have a very yeah. diffi- difficult situation with the peso and everything. Yeah, and Venezuela as well, of course. I think it's the Bolivar is the currency there. They... Yeah, experience mm-hmm. a lot of volatility and they use a lot of Bitcoin there. So, I mean, yeah. it kind of sounds like it's going to be more stable because let's say with the Argentinian peso, the inflation and everything was 70% since last year. Mm-hmm. So it's losing its value. So what's going to happen? People are afraid, of course, for their savings that are yeah. in Argentinian pesos. And actually in there, if you pay with dollars... You're going to have a lower price because people value dollars way more. They want to have them. Do you think it's always going to be like that? Vera, do you think that I hope do- so. Yeah. 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 yeah, I hope yeah, so we, too. We certainly want it to be that way. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Because like, yeah, we have dollars and <laughs> we need to. <laughs> yeah, it is nice if you have dollars and you move to another country that, yeah, it can really help you out in many situations. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so Bitcoin. I... I Personally, I would not advise investing in Bitcoin right now. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just an English teacher. <laughs> not a financial advisor. But I would not advise doing so. Maybe some people say buy now when the price is low because it just had a huge crash. It went all the way from, I think it was $45,000 all the way down to $19,000 in the space of a few weeks, which is absolutely crazy. So many people lost millions of dollars so yeah um so let us know in the comments if you would buy bitcoin or not or any other cryptocurrency deal in bitcoin or if you deal in bitcoin <laughs> yeah let us know if you want to <laughs> wink wink practice your english and make some money then <laughs> let us know in the comment section um okay well let's let's um ask um or well, you have some stories about scams don't you god yeah i do have a story i'm not proud of that okay but yeah, I mean, actually nowadays, no one's safe. Like you can easily fall into this trap and fall prey to scammers like easily. So because they use the phishing websites that look just like real websites or when you have too much hope about something like I did and you become, you know, kind of stupid and blinded by this hope. So the story goes, uh, you know that for the last two and a half years, I've been desperately trying to get my appointment at the American embassy in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is that they have a very limited amount of, um, you know, appointments, slots, slots, the time slots. So not a lot of people, but some companies offer this service of bots. So technically it's a program that kind of, you know, um, tracks the slots and then gets one if there is one. So for you. So, and there is this huge chat devoted to American visas and everything with like 20,000 people in there where you can ask for advice, you know, like exchange your experience and everything and over there i asked like hey guys does anyone know anything about boss how much is it right now so and about an hour later i got a message in my like in in a telegram chat saying hey i saw your message in my chat and i checked the you know the info of this person and had the phone number and you know the name which is you know the name of the founder of this chat and i'm like okay He's like, uh, what do you want to know? I'm like, well, how much is it now? And how does that work? He's like, well, it's uh, $400. And now we have, 
slots, you know, for like November. Of course, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a slot in November. It might be December, January. I'm like, whatever, like it works. But $400, that's a lot of money. Yeah, so I, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I said, look, give me give me some time to think. He's like, yeah, but I cannot guarantee that these spots will be available, you know, um, after you've done your thinking. I'm like, okay. I took a week to think, consulted with my mom and my sister. And they said, come on, go for it. Like, what if you can get, you know, a chance to get your appointment and actually go to the US back? So, you know, back to your workplace and everything. So I said, ah, you know, to hell with that. The trick is that I did not have that $400. So I had to borrow money from my sister, like 200. I had mm. 200 on my own. I had to had to borrow 200. Yeah. So we discussed with this guy, you know, like the, the way it works and everything. So I transferred the money and he said, well, you're going to get a confirmation in an email. I'm like, okay, cool. One week later, I realized that I have not got any sort of a confirmation. So I go to this Telegram chat and see that it's been deleted. Oh. I'm like, oh, f like I, yeah. that was the moment I understood that I kind of screwed up. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I contacted the bank. I'm like, hey, <laughs> so <laughs> is there any chance they're like, you did transfer money, you know, on your own. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fool. Yeah, I know. They're like, we can't do anything. So sorry. I'm like, yeah, I understand. Like, do Please you want give us, me money. <laughs> like, do you want us to like block your card and issue you a new one? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't think that makes you a fool though, because there are some. It's. Well, I mean, it's, think I don't about think it, it makes you a fool. A when of, you read so much about scams and frauds, you kind of think like, oh, come on, I wouldn't fall prey into that, and then you do exactly that, and I'm like, yeah, but. In that particular situation, it's a very well. You you really wanted that visa, yeah. and it's, well, and there's a lot of people who who use this pose as desperation. Official. Yeah, the same thing when people want to get some sort of like you know treatment for a disease or something, and they fall prey into that too because they're blinded by this hope. So yeah, don't be like me. Always check who you're sending money to, and actually like ask for anything to be documented. Yeah, receipts. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. Receipts could be faked as well. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. Everything can be, yeah. yeah. I, I think you should just stay off the internet altogether. Yeah. <laughs> stay safe. Yeah. Stay cautious. So have, have you ever been scammed before? Well, I have never, but my friend was. Oh, so, what happened? Yeah. So the same like fish and side. Yeah. So he just wanted to buy something yeah. and uh, he had to go to the side and it looked yeah. exactly like the one he actually yeah. like wanted to visit. And yeah, he bought something and mm -hmm. eventually then found out that, yeah, money just, you know, yeah. were thrown down the drain. <laughs> yeah, so. down, right down the drain. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was just like in my 20s. I was, uh, this is a, probably something no one could relate to. But in the olden days, um, people would come to your door with like maybe a booklet of um, discounts mm -hmm. to um, shops and uh, movies, whatever. And they'd say, oh, it's only $20 and it's worth 500 And so, oh, so I got my $20 bill that I yeah. love so much and I bought it. And then I looked in and I go, I don't want any of these things. I, I don't know. And so, yeah, it never happened again. People came to my door and I'd say no, or I would hide and not <laughs> answer the door. Yeah. Right. But still it's experience, right? Mm -hmm. You get wiser. So Yeah. You need to get scammed once maybe. That's, that's what I tell to myself. Right. Yeah, it's now, experience. Right. $410 experience, but you know, experience <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. 
Benjamin, wait, what about you? Have you ever been scammed? I've luckily touched wood, going to spit over my shoulder three times like a real <laughs> Russian. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not You got Russianized. But, <laughs> but um, my grandmother almost got scammed. So I have a grandmother in America and I do not have an American accent, but someone called her up in an American accent saying, hey, it's Ben, your grandson. Um, can I have $900, please? I'm broken down in Ohio and I need a, I need a, um, I need the money to travel back home to England. Um, oh, so people did their homework, actually. Yeah, they do their homework. Yeah, they, it's quite scary. Um, but they didn't get the accent right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, so my grandma called my mom and said, oh, where's Ben? Where's Ben? She said, I don't know. Let me, let me call Ben. And, and my mom called me and said, Ben, are you in Ohio? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing in Ohio? Speaking what? with an American accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, like what happened to your voice? <laughs> I don't think she said that, no. But Did you get a concussion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because my mom remembered that it was, the person did not have a British accent, um, something like that. But yeah, um, luckily my grandma did not hand over the money and yeah. And she receives quite a few calls from people pretending to be me. So Which means that there must have been some sort of a leak somewhere. Yeah, and that's the problem with having data everywhere on the internet. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you can Google someone's name and get um, their family's names and places Well, actually, we have Facebook. I mean, and back in the day, I think you had Facebook too. A long time ago, yeah. I stopped using it many years ago, but... So they you know on on the internet you can actually get addresses and your family members mm-hmm. uh dates times years that you've lived in different addresses at different addresses yeah that's scary yeah I remember I was looking on Instagram when I first came to Russia I don't use Instagram anymore but um yeah when I first came I saw these really dark adverts for people who stole credit cards and said buy credit card numbers for like a thousand rubles or something like that. And there was this voice that was really, really deep. And it, <laughs> and it um, maybe it was like a electronic voice, which hids the person's real voice. And yeah, it said, yeah, buy some, <laughs> buy some credit cards. Oh, yeah. That's um, all I have to say. Yeah. I also met someone here in Russia who was scammed with a credit card so someone used her credit card details and she was 200,000 rubles out of pocket a lot of money but you could in theory pay that back but it wasn't just 200,000 rubles she had to pay the interest on the credit card oh damn and it just kept accumulating 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 and yes I felt so bad for her (laughs) didn't know what to do would you ever have a credit card, by the way, speaking of credit cards? Would you ever get a credit card here in Russia? Here in Russia, no. But we all know that in the US, you can't but have one. Because if you don't have a credit card, you don't have a credit score, yep. which infuriates me. And I tried to talk to a, like, you know, a manager in a bank and she's like, would you like to have a credit card? I'm like, no, thank you. I'm handling my own money quite well. She's like, what about a credit score? Like, what about it? Like, you can't have a credit score if... You don't have a credit card. But what if I'm so good at, you know, saving money and keeping track of my money and everything? She's like, it doesn't matter. You don't have a credit score. No one's going to rent an apartment to you. Why? It is insane how if you want to rent an apartment, you need to have a good credit score. And that's that's ridiculous. 
So basically, as far as I understand, in the US, you have no other option but to get a credit well, it card. It used to not be like that at all. This is just a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. The so, last. So I before hope. you could just rent an apartment. Oh, yes. And- as you would have to show that you had a job and they would call your boss. Yeah. And that would be enough. So basically just some proof of employment or just proof of, you know, proof of money, maybe. Yeah. Like, okay. So yeah, why not? Why is it not like that right now? Yeah. Well, and if you didn't have a job, you just... Well, probably because the credit cards companies make so much money off so of the interest. Much. That's why. It's always at the bottom. But I, I always told my daughter, you know, don't don't get into debt. Don't use credit cards. And I would never get a credit card here or anywhere so It all comes down to capitalism. But ca- credit cards, is, like, it's a slippery slope. I have a friend who got a credit card because she wanted to have, you know, credit score. And then... She bought a bag or something. And she's like, oh, it's nothing. I'm going to pay it back, you know, in no time. And then she wanted to go on holiday. And then there was a medical emergency. So in one moment, she's like, you're going to do that. They know the credit card companies know you're going to do that. And then the next thing she knows, she's $10,000 in debt. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, in America, people do get into debt quite often. And it's a... It's a normal practice. I think it's becoming the new norm here in Russia, though. I think credit cards are becoming more popular here. Would you say so? So I've heard that credit score is becoming more and more important. Well, I personally haven't heard of that one, but I think that, yeah, due to the low income of so many families, they have to do that. So, for example, like if you have a child and your child goes to school, you have to buy so many stuff like it costs fortune yeah. like i recently r- read how many yeah. money they spend of it it's yeah. like it's unbelievable yeah. so in some families with lots of like uh children mm-hmm. they well they actually have to do this they they have no choice yeah they have to get a loan just right. to just to buy books right. and pencils and, and stuff like that yeah um i have a credit card only because i lived in america for a bit and course i needed to build up my credit score um i try to use it occasionally just to keep my credit score up but mm-hmm. i avoid it it's, i really don't like having it i, I know that some people do it this way like whatever they have you know their weekly budget they uh use it on their credit card and then at the beginning of next week they just paid you know pay off so in this way, they kind of don't get into debt much and keep, you know, paying off their credit card debt. So mm-hmm. so they show like, hey, I'm good with my credit cards. Yeah. So, yeah, the bank is like a parent and you're like the little <laughs> kid. And <laughs> Yeah. Uh, moving forward, what about saving? Do you guys, I mean, I love to save money. It's a hobby of mine. <laughs> saving Same here. Mo- oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you save money? Cool. Absolutely. Do you have a savings account or... I'm not going to ask you if you put money under your sofa. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's kind of but, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I don't have a savings account, actually. But do you think it's worth having a savings account? So the percentages are so low. But it depends on how much money you have right. and whether you want mm-hmm. to have your income uh, short term or long term. Mm-hmm. Like with an investment, some people want fast money, you know. They want to have income right here, right now and everything. But if you wanted to accumulate over years and you want, you know, to get back or to get some income or interest in 10, 15 years time, why not? But I believe that 
sometimes, if you know how to do it, only with this remark and that right. being said, mm-hmm. it's better to invest and make the money work mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, wait it to like, look at it sit in your bank account. But do, do you make investments? I'm so bad at savings in general, you know, and that's what I hate about myself. But I would like to, yeah, I would like to get into investment. And would you like to invest in stocks or commodities or or mutual funds or... Stocks kind of sound, you know, like more profitable if you know what to invest in. So, but I understand that we have no choice. Our generation has to learn how to invest. Because look at the at the US. And there, as far as I understand, if you haven't thought about your own retirement, you know, you, you're screwed when you actually retire. So I think that we're getting into the same thing. So you cannot rely on a pension when you retire. So you need to think it through when you're young. So I think that we need to learn about investment and I want to learn about investment. Of course, yeah, absolutely. I, I would just, my opinion, the stock market's kind of like gambling in a way. Would you prefer to go to the casino or would you prefer to to bet on Apple? Yeah, I'm not a gambler. I don't do stock, the yeah. stock market. I don't really care. I know that nowadays a lot of people invest in uh, property and mm-hmm. especially, you know, in places like Florida, so I could see one example when people bought a house six and a half years ago for 400000 I think. So they a, they use it for Airbnb. So And they're selling it now for... But I guess they bought it with a mortgage, yeah. So yeah. You, you buy, yeah, you get the mortgage and then... So you rent it out, you pay off your mortgage. They're selling it now for $3.5 Oh dear. So that that's money working, you know. Yeah. Or like a guy who bought a laundromat for like sixty five thousand, paid another twenty thousand, like to keep everything organized. That's an organized. excellent investment. That's so much better than the stock market buying a laundromat because in America everyone uses almost everyone uses. Yeah, and you can keep them dirty, and you yeah. don't have to upkeep them at exactly. all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've had some dirty laundromat experiences myself, and the dryers completely destroyed my clothes sometimes. That happens. But yeah. he he posted that so he initially spent around $85,000 on that laundromat, you know, you know, updating stuff, you know, everything. Now he makes between uh, $5,500 and $7,000 monthly. So enough to keep everything, you know, to maintain everything. You don't need a job. Well, $5,000 a month, that's really good. You can just live in some country. And if you learn how to fix, you know, the dryers and the the washing machines and everything, you can save on maintenance. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm so, yeah. probably just going to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry me. to break it to you. Yeah. you know, I hate to break it to you, but laundromats in Russia will not be such a good investment. <laughs> no, it should be. We've got yeah. to start a laundromat. How do you Russians wash blankets? Yeah. Tell me. Oh, we actually do take How? them to uh, to the clean, dry cleaning. Dry cleaning? No, water and soap. Yeah. Fair enough. What, what you call them, himchiska, yeah, like the yeah. Because I have to wash mine in the bathtub, and that is a horrible experience. It takes three oh, days. I believe. Oh, dear. Yeah, because then you have to hang it up, you know, put buckets underneath. Yeah, well, laundromats. So, yeah, start a laundromat, Benjamin. I think <laughs> another idea would be to buy a vending machine and sell yeah. maybe water and somewhere expensive yeah. like Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip because... Or an airport, buy a vending machine at the airport. The Novosibirsk airport, the Machova. The fees that you're going to pay, God, that's so high. It's the airport. 
Yeah, but a bottle of water, you can buy it for like 100, 150 rubles there. Yeah. Oh, so you are trying to make money off of thirsty people. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you no morals? Maybe. <laughs> You've joined the dark side. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well... I'm definitely not going to buy a vending machine next to a school, for instance, because the, <laughs> the school children will right, yeah. spend the whole lunch break trying to open it. <laughs> so this is the yeah. line. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so buy a vending machine, but in a suitable location, probably best at an airport or in the desert or something. <laughs> desert. <laughs> or something or like on that. the dark web. Yeah, on the <gasps> what, vending machine on the dark uh, web. Anything's possible, right? What's that going to sell? Water. Or sell water on the dark web. <laughs> well, you can sell lots of interesting things on the dark web. Oh. Um, Which yeah. we are not going to discuss right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> There's lots of interesting things you can buy on the dark web. You can buy people's credit cards. You can buy <laughs> weapons. All sorts of fascinating things. Um, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to the audience to figure out <laughs> for themselves. Okay, so um, hmm. do you think schools should teach people how to invest? And how can they teach people how to invest? Yes, please. We are absolutely financially illiterate. Mm -hmm. So basically, we grow up, we graduate from university, having absolutely zero knowledge on what kind of taxes we pay, how to file taxes, how to get a tax refund. And I'm telling to you that a lot of people do not even know they can get a tax refund here mm -hmm, in Russia. Mm -hmm. So we do not know any of, that, any of that stuff. Why? Why not teach that at school? Like, it should be a must. We should be, you know, financially literate. I'm not even talking about investment. But just, you know, the taxes, how money works, how to save that. What are savings accounts? What would you call the subject? Financial literacy? Oi. That sounds Good. great. Yeah. We should have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Financial literacy. I was just going to say money. money. <laughs> this morning I have a history lesson and money lesson. <laughs> Financial literacy. That's a good lesson. Um, yeah. So do you ever watch people on YouTube who provide financial advice? Would you ever use them as a source for learning? I follow some investors on Instagram and they have some courses, of course, not free, you know, but they show with their own example how they invest and what they get from that. And I look at them like, okay, that sounds reasonable. And they often say like, hey, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you how you can possibly do it. Oh, that sounds so soothing. Like you're going to really trust that person. I mm -hmm. wouldn't trust that person at all. Why are they on YouTube making money and taking advantage of you? No way. <laughs> well, in, in, in Instagram, for example, in this case... Uh, let Instagrammer, that blogger, gives a very limited amount of information for free. But I have a student who took a course, uh, two different types, you know, like stage one, stage two. Was that expensive? Yes. So that's how they make a lot of money too. But my student is now is an investor with, apparently you can get some sort of certificate once you reach a certain level of investments in Russia. So yeah, and she's now living off interest on investment. She quit her job. When you say a certificate, is it like a financial advisor certificate? No, no, no. When you, as far as I know, when you become an investor in Russia, once you reach a certain point, once you reach a certain point of how much money you have invested, you get like an official thing that you are now an investor. 
like not like an amateur or something, but you actually leave off it. Oh, it's just like a status. Yeah, and you have, well, in this case, your tax situation kind of changes. So you have to file taxes differently. You have a different amount of taxes that you pay. So it's all a little bit different for those who are actually investors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, I believe you can get a special visa to Russia. I need to double check it, but you get a special investor visa if you invest over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars in Russia. And usually, people want to get out of Russia, not into Russia. But okay, <laughs> I want to get into Russia. <laughs> Someone, of course you did. If anyone can donate a hundred thousand rubles, <laughs> dollars. You're already here, Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, dollars. Okay, yeah. greedy. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move back on to taxes, actually. So do you think Russia has a good tax um, arrangement? I think it's pretty... The taxes here are not too high. They're pretty reasonable, aren't they? Right. They are reasonable, yeah. Yeah. So what about your experience in the States dealing with taxes? Oh, yeah. I was freelance. And so, of course, some taxes... In some jobs, they would take money out for Social Security. And when I was a freelancer, I had to pay money into my Social Security and pay certain things. But... um, yeah, a tax tax day is not a pleasant situation. I always say I'm going to do it in one hour, and I usually end up doing it like one in, hour. Yeah, that's optimistic. Right, right, right. That gets me to actually get on and start it, and then it usually takes five hours or so. So, as a freelance what well, ballet instructor, you'd have to keep all your records of your well, no, salary. you just wait until they give you a 1099. You don't have yeah. to keep receipts unless form, that's how yeah. you do your taxes. But I never had to do that. Well, well. Well, I would lie too. I mean, I wouldn't say. There would be a button that says, "Do you have these receipts?" Oh, yes, I do. I was like, Why? <laughs> Why would I be saved? Do you have receipts? any other yeah. income? You know, coming from a different source? No. Yeah. <laughs> talking about. Yeah. I believe that taxing in you know the whole of the process in the U.S. is a very traumatic experience. It is very traumatic, and then yeah. and that's why they give free ice cream out to the post office from the post Aww. office. You go to mail your taxes, like in the olden days, and you get a free ice yeah, cream. I did not know that. I'm yes. Like, yeah. So yeah, was it the- good? Well, it was good ice cream. Yeah, it wasn't just some crummy ice cream. Oh, it was, I'm sure it's a miniature little. Yeah, it wasn't like... Like a popsicle. <laughs> so you're interested in the ice cream and not the taxes, right? <laughs> you have to find, yeah. you know, like the bright side on that. Yeah. But yeah, and it's so traumatic. And then when you get a letter in the mail and you see the IRS... Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, here comes the day that I go to prison or everything is okay. It's, you know, both are possible. And then you open it like, okay, do I need to? I owe money. Yeah. Do I have to pay? And no, that, know, that happened once. I had to. I opened it up and said, "Oh my God, I didn't, I didn't deduct something from the health insurance." Blah blah Same blah. Thing. And so I had to end up paying it. it was I got horrible. up. Yeah, I got up. You know, letter in the mail from the IRS, and I'm like, "Oh, it's all good." That was my first time. Huh? Naive. Uh, and it stated like, "Oh, you still have to pay like 131 dollars." I'm like, "Jesus. Okay, fine." So yeah. The and IRS will find you. They will hunt you down. God, they'll go after you, yeah. Unless you're in Russia, because Russia will protect you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but. I got several IRS letters while I was in here. Oh, really? Because my postal address at the university was stated to be like here in Novosibirsk. They sent me mail. It was, you know, it was all okay. Like, you know. But luckily, if you're a Russian citizen, it's in the constitution, the Russian Federation, that you can't be deported to another country. Yeah, so, but you still need to here. pay the taxes, you know, and everything. Or well, if you want to go back to America. If you want to go yeah. back. <laughs> but yeah. 
uh, there's one thing which is uh, tax refund, and that is kind of a good thing. You oh, know? I love the tax well, refund. Let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's finish off with a second conditional sentence. If you got a tax refund, what would you do with the money? Oh, may I quickly tell the story? Okay, all right. Tell In the story. In 2020, we'll I got a tax refund, which was three times more than the taxes I had actually paid the year before. At first, I thought that it was a mistake, but well, that was a letter from IRS stating that I got this tax refund. I checked with everyone. No one I know had ever had this experience. I got my teeth fixed. I Ooh. got an implant and a, te- and a tooth crown. Amazing. So, and I went on holiday. No regrets. <laughs> That's nice. I remember I got about two thousand dollar tax refund um, a few years ago. It was, it was a really nice experience. Oh yeah, I believe that in the post. So, if I got a tax refund tomorrow, I would buy a lot of ice cream. Oh, <laughs> come on, Benjamin. That's not your answer, is it? Yeah. You'd buy a lot. Really? Probably not. I would save the money. I'd be a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I would definitely do the same thing. Yeah. I wouldn't tell anyone. You wouldn't tell no, anyone. In the first place. That's, that's the first thing. That goes without saying. You know, like, keep this to yourself. Yeah. yeah. I hope IRS does not listen to our podcast. You know. I know, really. <laughs> you know, they, they just employed, I think, was 87,000 new IRS agents. <laughs> so The little devil minions. So I'm sorry, you've just revealed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, IRS. Come for us. Well, yeah, come and get us. We're in Siberia. So, <laughs> yeah, come and get us. <laughs> Dare you. Dangerous game you're playing over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. And let's finish off with one last question. So, 50 Cent, the famous rapper, he's he famously said, get rich or die trying. Are you sure his name was 50 Cent? I think he said 50 Cent. 50 cents, 50 cents. Yeah, cent. no, cent. no S. Yeah, no S. Yeah, no S. It's not grammatically, grammatically yeah. correct. It's 50 cents. But well, he doesn't yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. But unless it's the adjective, like a 50 cent something. Oh, if that's but, possible. So yeah. maybe he is a being 50 clever. 50 cent rapper. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy that we mentioned that. So adjective, Mr. 50 cents. <laughs> What do you feel about his motto, get rich or die trying? It's so wise. It's so deep. Yeah, it's wise and deep. <laughs> you get rich or die? No, you could live a life without getting rich. Yes, look at us. I think it kind of sets, you know, a, a wrong message to the growing generation, you know. I mean, it, it doesn't always come down to solely money and everything. Well, I think the song's, well, not the song, but the whole motto is about sell as much crack as possible. And- <laughs> sure, that changes everything. So, yeah. Well, I thought it's something like um, doing as much as you can, right? But it's yeah, yeah. actually about doing illegal things as well, right? Mostly, yeah, uh, like mostly, just Jay-Z right? and... But if, uh, yeah. if, if people who I adhere see. to the they law would, are yeah. listening to his music... They wouldn't be doing anything illegally. They would take his his uh, motto and apply it to themselves. But I think it's a horrible model. Yeah. <laughs> interesting person. Jay-Z, interesting person. But ultimately, they used to be drug dealers. And I've, I believe 50 Cent, he got shot nine times. Yeah, please don't try his... to make money doing that. So yeah, maybe not the best role model. But yeah. to be honest, they do have a pretty good life right now. So... <laughs> I believe Jay-Z, I believe, I need to double check this. Um, he was a, almost a billionaire, wasn't he? He was so wealthy from all the well, sales him. of his song. So, 
All right, guys, let's leave it there. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.bigappleschool.com, where you can find other podcasts, videos, articles, and you can find out more about the courses we offer here at the school. Also check out our social media platforms and like us and share your thoughts. If you have any future suggestions for podcasts, do let us know. So that's it. Thank you so much and bye for now.